Hello, this is Lucretia with the Calm and Confident You podcast. Lately, I have been working on touching up my webinar about successful and lasting behavior change. This is a free webinar I will be giving later this month on Wednesday, June 21st at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. Prepping for this webinar has led me to think about my own path of change regarding my physical health and physical capabilities, which are entwined with my emotional growth. If you are following me now, you may see me as being confident as I encourage others in their own growth. But I haven't always been confident or felt capable, so today I'm going to let you in on a change journey that I have gone through. This is important for you to know because it is an example of how change can take a long time. And when you start, you likely can't even picture yourself being able to do the thing you are trying to do. But it is important to keep working at it. So let me tell you my story. As I went through my school years, especially middle school and high school, I was a good student. This was my strength. But my physical abilities were non-existent. When it came to doing any physical activities, games, PE, or having any skills uh, like throwing or catching, I was at the bottom of the chart. I was insecure and meek and viewed myself as being inadequate. I was skinny with knocked knees, which my mom pointed out made me look funny when I ran, and she insisted that I had weak ankles. I could easily get hurt. And when I tried to do laps, as they expected in PE, I was easily winded, and I was always last. This, of course, was humiliating and brought down my self-esteem. Later, as an adult, I would be diagnosed with exercise-induced asthma. But who could have guessed that when I was a kid? I was just weak as I understood it. In high school, I started to want to do things like go hiking with my friends. But I was afraid. I didn't trust myself. When I walked on a trail with any kind of slant to it, I was terrified. I didn't know the basics of walking on uneven surfaces. I didn't know where to start or how to go about it. And I felt ridiculous. I was aware at how silly this was. You can imagine the types of negative self-talk that I had developed. But also in high school PE, we were given time to use weight machines on our own not as part of a group activity. Lifting weights without anyone paying attention or relying on me to play a useful role in a team effort gave me a moment to start to do something physical and find out that I could do it. In college, I continued to go to the gym with a couple of my friends and lift weights. There was no competition amongst us girls. For the first time in my life, I decided to gradually try to increase my effort and physical ability. I increased repetitions very, very gradually. And it didn't matter if it was more gradual than how anyone else was doing it. 
I increased the weight I was using just as gradually. Uh, and by the way, this was a goal that was only for myself. I wasn't trying to meet anyone else's expectations. One day, a guy in the gym had been watching me do lateral pull-downs, and he told me, you look good. Not only was this flattering, but I knew I had toned muscle in my arms, legs, and back. I was gaining confidence in my physical ability and finally seeing that I was capable of improving. Fast forward to when I began dating my future husband. He wanted to go hiking, and I wanted to spend time with him. Luckily, he was patient, and he actually gave me pointers and taught me things, like having soft knees as I was on a downward slope. He was also into mountain climbing, and he got me to go rappelling off of a cliff. When this endeavor started, I was so afraid of heights that I had to lay on my belly an inch closer to the edge we were looking to go over. Something about having a harness on and having a rope attached to a bolt, which was solidly in the ground, helped me feel secure enough to allow him to coach me into taking my body over the edge of a cliff. With that and with downhill skiing, I learned that even though it is scary at the top when you can't see over the edge, once you get over that edge, it isn't so scary. In my experience, being on a mountain, pointing my skis out over the edge and pushing off is quite a leap of faith. Now, all of this still did not transfer into other areas. Uh, for example, my husband and I would go into houses which were in the process of being built. Uh, once, as we were going up some stair steps, which had open space between the steps, I think there was a little bit of a railing, but not much. It was all open. I completely froze and could not move. I could not make myself move for a very good long moment. About that time, I had taken up walking for exercise. At first, I couldn't get myself to do that either. The thought of walking around the neighborhood led me to feel nervous about being watched and maybe judged. I felt embarrassed just thinking about it. So isn't that crazy? I was worried about strangers watching me and judging me. Well, I willed myself to start walking around the block, and again I gradually built up how long I was out walking. I had a couple of scary experiences with men going by in cars. One was a group of a few men who hollered at me and made lewd gestures as they went by. Something like that makes you feel very alone and vulnerable. Oh, and that was before we all had cell phones. Another time, I had a man slow down his car and pull over right next to me as I walked on the sidewalk. His car was about two feet from me as he made a lewd sexual gesture. I looked around and there wasn't another person out on that street. Of course I felt fear, but I also had a sudden flash of intense anger at him, making me feel vulnerable and at risk. And at that moment, I wanted to have a gun and shoot out the tires on his car to make him feel fear. From the way I was raised, I could have decided to stop going for walks by myself. 
I didn't quit going for walks, but I did start thinking about what I could do for personal safety. Later, we were all moved into our new home in a more rural type of area. My walking continued. Uh, I had a work friend who kept talking to me about running races, and this was not in my skill set. She also had a different view of such activities. She kept talking about how all of these people who do races were so inspiring. That was a new way for me to think about it. I decided to attempt jogging a bit on my walks. Attempts at this when I was younger made me feel as though I was going to die. Now I decided I would try to jog from one telephone pole to the next, which I did. I decided to try to gradually increase this, and I added one-tenth of a mile each week to my jogging. I do not know any runner who would do such minimal increases. But that's what I did, and eventually I could jog a mile. My friend and my husband wanted to do the spring dash, which was a little over a 5K. My brother-in-law kept telling me that if you can do a mile, you can do more. And he'd say, your body can do it, just your mind says you can't. With a combination of walking and jogging, I did that first spring dash. I was slow, but I did some 5Ks and then a 10K, and when I turned 40 years old, I completed a half marathon. There is no way my teenage self would have ever believed I was capable of doing any of this. Now in my 50s, I've had some significant health issues, and the reality is that I can no longer risk jogging. I have to be very moderate in my walking for exercise. As I publish this podcast episode, I am about to go see a specialist about a torn rotator cuff in my shoulder. I fully expect to hear the word surgery during this meeting. Sometimes we have to accept reality and deal with what is, but we need to make sure we aren't holding ourselves back with our thinking and misperceptions and defeatist beliefs. Everything we think is not true. With a long, gradual process and sticking with it, impressive changes can be made in any area of your life. As I said at the beginning, I will be hosting a free webinar later this month on Wednesday, June 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. I will advertise it on social media and by email as the date gets closer. If you want to be informed and not miss the chance to register, send me an email which says add me and I will put you on my email list. Send your email to lucretia at ldonreed.com and I'll spell that. Lucretia is L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A at L-D-O-N-R-E-E-D.com. And until next time, Be well.